Today's show is provided for entertainment and general information purposes. Opinions expressed are those of the presenter only. We make no promises or guarantees of investment performance. Online Trading Academy is not a broker, dealer, certified financial planner, or registered investment advisor. Welcome out to the Bulls and the Bears Radio Hour, sponsored by Online Trading Academy, the most trusted name in financial education, and celebrating 25 years of service. I am Aaron Warby, and I'm here with the incomparable Nigel Cave. All right, well, for the show today, we've, you know, the, the market itself has been unremarkable over the last couple of weeks. It's, I mean, really, uh, you know, there was the bank, uh, I, I don't know, the banking shake, shake up, and we mm-hmm. talked about that. Yeah. Of course, last week, both of us were traveling, so. Yeah. You heard kind of a best of last week. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, this week, you know, we saw the late last week, I suppose, the S&P 500 wandered into the supply zone. And, of course, it bounced off and it has for a long time now. Well, and, and I was getting the questions over the last couple of weeks of, hey, why why is there all this kind of bad news but the market's going up? There's bank failures and the yes. market's going up. Well, when you have injections of cash into the market, what what is hap- what happens, right? Right. Well, but the Fed said that they weren't going to inject cash into the markets. That's what they said. But then you take a look at their balance sheets, and <laughs> they somehow gained three hundred and thirty billion dollars more to the amount of money that they have. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> so, kind of interesting. Yep. And there, the Treasury is promising to pick up. The pieces, if uh, if anything fails, yeah, right. Which is basically, some people are saying that during COVID and during that time period, they were calling um, the Federal Reserve the Fed put, which is like an insurance policy on the stock market, mm-hmm. basically saying, hey, if it goes down, they're going to step in and bail us out. Yeah. That's now this sentiment that people have of, hey, if well, the market goes down, the Federal Reserve is going to step in and bail us out again. So this is actually not a new sentiment. No, 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 it's not. But yeah. since they since this bank failure, people were right. thinking, oh, well, the Fed's not going to bail us out. And then they did. Yes. And so it kind of gave yes. people the warm and fuzzy feeling of markets yep. can't go down because the Fed's here to save us. Right. Yeah. So there's a history with this. Back in uh, 2009 was the first time that the Federal Reserve uh, stepped in to actually do anything about the stock market. Mm-hmm. Right. And you remember they did quantitative easing. Yes. And so it became the, the Ben Bernanke put back then. Uh, and then the market uh, was going up, and all of a sudden in 2015, they said, all right, probably time to stop the quantitative easing, stop printing money and throwing it at the markets. And as, as soon as they did that, you know, the markets took an immediate 15% dive, and they printed more money. They said, oh, just kidding, yeah. right? So, it was a joke. It was yeah, a joke. Yeah. Bernanke went back in and, and uh, did it again. And all of a sudden, the mar- market said, oh, okay, we've got a permanent put. We've got a permanent you know, a permanent salvation. Every It became, you know, the Federal Reserve in its original charter was supposed to print and, and make the, the cash safe by mm-hmm. not allowing people, you know, printing it in such a manner that it couldn't be easily duplicated. And then controlling inflation. That was two, their two missions. Yeah. Right? You print the money and, and make sure that the U.S. can always, uh, can always borrow money if they want to do something you know, that's going to cost more than they collect in taxes. <laughs> <clears throat> Which is yeah. often, sorry. All yeah. the time, yeah. <laughs> or, and then they were supposed to, um, they were supposed to make sure that inflation didn't get out of control. Mm-hmm. Two, the, there are two purposes. But there in 2009, 2015, it became very apparent that they had taken on the additional role of making sure that the markets didn't, 
you know, get shaken up too bad. Well, especially there in COVID. We had COVID drop through the floor. Basically, we lost right. like, what, 20-something, 30% in a matter of a month and a half. And yeah. the Fed stepped in and said, all right, we're going to print more money. And they mm-hmm. printed, in, in that two-year period of time from 19 to 21, or was it 20 to 22, uh, whatever yeah, it, was. it was. it was 20 to 22. 21. Oh, okay. So yeah. about a two-year period of time. Didn't they print more the, money than we've ever printed in the history of our country within yeah, that period of time? they printed more money. Uh, in that two-year period than we had printed in our first 200 years of the nation's birth. Now, yeah, they, they even printed more than, well, than they'd printed since two th- from 2009 up to 2018. And in 2018, they did stop kind of the quantitative easing, right? And as soon as they did that, we saw the markets drop a little bit, and they said, hey, wait, 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 we're still here. Yeah. And so there was still a Fed put in place, and then yeah. it became the Powell put. Yeah. Right, and Powell is still there as the chair. Yeah, there's all these like funny things on the internet of Powell with a money printer gun, like uh-huh. shooting money out, <laughs> because that's basically what he's done for the last <laughs> however many years. Yeah. Now this can't go on forever, and you know, the banks, the banks have uh, have said so. But what do you do if they stop? If they don't uh, do it, then we're going to have depression level type stuff. So mm-hmm. now we're in between. A rock in three very hard spots. Well, and I think some of the smart money saw over the last couple of weeks, hey, this is this is not good. Even the stock market is rallying. We're going to start putting our money other places. And they did, and that's why you saw gold, right? Gold yep. departed from the S&P 500, and, uh, and it started heading up. And that's typically when the, the, the gold will, will follow the S&P. The S&P is up, gold goes up. The S&P is down, gold goes down. Yeah. When it starts departing, that's when traditionally you start looking to see, you know, you start looking and saying, all right, we've got a, we've got a, a, a very major market movement to the downside coming. Well, and the new one people are looking at is also Bitcoin. Unfortunately, I don't yeah, believe that well, it is a, an actual hedge, okay. but Bitcoin also went in the same direction as gold. Yes, yes. Well, but then it topped out. Um, I don't expect Bitcoin to to be synonymous with gold anytime soon. Um, the smart money tends to go towards gold because, hey, gold is actually something. Well, gold go zero. And, and short-term bonds because they, they're paying bonds. so high. Yes, and so we've seen that sort of inversion mm-hmm. um, in the bond market, which typically also spells trouble to uh, to the markets. And so, yeah, we've we've had all of these signs that we're going into recession, all of these signs that we're going to have market pain, and everybody's saying, well, when's that going to happen? And now we're seeing the smart money running to gold, running, getting away from uh, from the stock market. Um, we've, we're seeing the credit crunch coming with the banks failing and things like that. And that's something we need to talk about probably in the next segment, the, the credit crunch that's out there, because that's going to have a very staggering effect on some sectors of the market. Mm-hmm. Um and then we need to talk about oil as well. But we've, yeah, we've had all of these signs that that the smart money is thinking that that something is around the corner. All right, um, and and again, it might be. So what do you do about it? And that's something we probably need to talk about as well. But again, not in this segment because we're almost out of time. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the last thing that we can talk about is, you know, is that uh, is that here we're looking at a possible recession and coming up quickly. What do you do about it? The common advisor is telling everybody to hold on and wait. Just wait out the storm, right? Um, just hold your money. It always comes back with time. It's because they work on commissions, but yeah. yeah. And, and it does. It does. But there's a reason that the average person gets poorer 
during recessions and during bear markets, and the rich keep getting richer. Now, the rich, you know, they must be doing something different than the common people if they're getting richer, but everybody else is getting poorer. Yeah. And you might think about that when while we go on break, all right? Now, during the break, you've got the opportunity to either listen to the commercials or give us a call and get registered for one of our free three-hour trading and investing workshops. Or call us and, and we've got, you know, for those of you that think, all right, uh, I'm I'm better than the average person. I know a little bit more than the average. I, you're not better than the average person. You know more than the average person about <laughs> trading and investing. And you're ready to actually start? All right, give us a call and just tell them instead of the free thing, you want the uh, $99 three-day course. Okay? But in either case, the number is 8448-TRADER. That's 8448-872337. Or text the word INCOME to 25029. That's INCOME to 25029. We'll see you after the break. 